0: Welcome to Thought Revolution. This is a show for leaders like you who want to learn how to lead and manage in a way that expands your impact and influence. My name is Chris Nebro and I am the founder of Impact Consultancy and I'm excited to share with you my biggest aha moments and thought-provoking concepts that are designed to free up your time, your team's capacity, and your ability to create impact in the world. Let's go. Hey, welcome to episode 43 and this week we're going to talk about experimentation because I think that's on people's minds from now to now and then and um and it's just a topic that I I spend a lot of time um coaching folks around because that's the premise here that um you know my business is focused on is how do I get you into a a a phase a a mode Um, A modality of continuous improvement and continual improvement. And you can't do that unless you're constantly experimenting. So we need to back up and just like frame this for a moment because I don't know how many of you all have ever like decided, you know what, we need to make some change. And then maybe a committee gets together and then you end up like coming up with some ideas and it takes a lot of effort and time. And then you try to implement the change and it's like super big. And now you're like trying to build buy in and that's what you call it because, um, you know, you're trying to get people on board, like all of those catchwords, right? On board buy-in because you got to get them to just agree to this change that you're about to do. And, um, and then you go big with it and people don't like it. And maybe it just dies in the staff meeting, like just the thought of it. And you're like, well, why don't people like this? Um, we, we gave it a lot of thought. And of course you've got people in the audience who are like, well, did you think about this? And did you think about that? And like, I, I just, sorry, I'm like reliving like, you know, nightmares that I've gone through. And, um, And it doesn't happen or it does. And it's like it doesn't work the way you thought it would. Um, Or you begin to implement a change and now people just like are like, oh, that's awesome. It's so much better. And then like the idea is that like you're done forever, like as if it's never going to be bad again. And then you move on to the next thing. Um, but the reality is that conditions are always changing. They are always changing. So you're always going to have to be flexible. And that means that you're always going to have to be taking a look at how do we just make things better? And if you know me, you know that most of us are stuck in this mentality of doing the work is the work, right? That's how we see it, which means that typically... We're just focused on what we have to do. We keep our head down. We're siloed. I'm focused on my job, my role. I'm going to do that as awesome as I can. I will be efficient at that if I can. Um, I'll be a rock star at that if I can. I will make contributions to my job if I can. But it's really different from the mindset that experimentation comes from, which is improving the work is the work which is all about um, how is the whole operating? How are we doing? Not how am I working, but how are we working together? What are we creating together? And sometimes we're not even clear about that. So improving the work is the work is what it's all about. And it's from that mindset that we're going to talk about experimentation today and just get a little bit practical with how you can begin to experiment. And I'll even share with you um, my experiment um, worksheet that many of you have either tried or um, if you haven't, you can play with because it just helps begin to guide like how you might begin to design small experiments. And I got to say, like when we talk about experiments, there are different kinds. So let's make sure that we're breaking that down too, because I think some people are so used to you know, a TV version of what an experiment is. And a lot of us are used to this idea that an experiment is really like um, a hypothesis. You know, if then, like if I create a checklist, then people will stop sending me junk. (laughs) Or if I, you know, have the right um, signage, then people will know exactly where to go. And fair to say that that is one kind of experiment without a doubt, right? But there are other kinds of experiments that we typically need to run first on our processes with our teams before we can get to that one unless it's that obvious and if it's that obvious let's just say it's not an experiment it's just something you do (laughs) like you just go do it there's no experimentation needed right because the whole the whole premise of an experimentation is to learn Um, If we're going to get geeky about it like the whole premise of an experimentation is that you do not know the outcome So you're going to be trying something to test something So the idea that you would know what the outcome is just by default makes it not an experiment It just makes it a task. So let's back up One of the ways that you can experiment and is the most foundational way that you can experiment is what we call a learning experiment Most of us don't engage in it because we don't think of it as an experiment. It barely qualifies via scientific definition as an experiment. But in my book, and my book matters because I'm the one that runs my life and I'm the one that shares with you what I'm thinking. So this is like me calling the shots about experiments here. I say that a learning experiment exists and it's awesome. And the way you set up an experiment, you know, is pretty simple. Um... And it really is uh, anchored in what the problem is you're trying to solve. And I'm going to come back and talk about that. But once you're clear about the problem you're trying to solve, then it's really asking, you know, two simple questions. So what is it that I'm going to try or test? And what do I expect to learn and by when? Right. That's really it. So if you think about that, a learning experiment often comes at the point where you're still trying to make sure you're understanding what the problem is. And so the... The experiment isn't what is it that I'm going to try and what do I expect. It's what am I going to do to learn something and what do I expect to learn and by when, right? So maybe I'm going to learn more about a problem and I don't really understand like um, why there is turnover or I don't understand why folks are unable to submit, you know, the form correctly. So my first experiment might be um, I'm going to go watch the process. I'm going to go watch someone fill out a form i am going to go interview and ask somebody um you know why they had a hard time um, completing the application right and that in and of itself is just a task until you uh, until you attach it to two things until you attach it to why you're trying to understand something like the objective is to understand the problem better and two until you're able to say and this is what i expect to learn and that that is what makes insight um, available. Because if you're able to walk in and say, "My hypothesis is I'm going to go and watch somebody complete an application, and it's my assumption or my hypothesis that they're unable to complete the application because um, you know there's there's too much text, or you know the lighting is poor in that room. I have no idea. Uh, then then it's an experiment, and, and I'm going to do this by next Wednesday." You know, so now you've set up an experiment. There's accountability there. You can quantify your action and it's not too far out. That is a great learning experiment. Something to make sure that you like think about here is running your experiments, never make them too far out. That's the biggest mistake people make. They're like, oh, we're going you know, to basically create a template and a checklist, and we're going to survey everybody, and we're going to do this in the next three weeks. That's too long. Like you're, you're not learning fast enough. You want to learn faster. So what can you do in the next – I love it. What can you do in the next 24 hours? Like, That's my favorite. If you can do something in the next 24 hours, awesome. Cool. Go talk to three people. What do you expect to learn from these three people, right? Um, what do you think they're going to say? Just go get data because it puts you in action, and action creates clarity, and clarity creates, you know, um, an ability to make a, a decision or choice. And that clarity around decision or choice gives you a better opportunity to begin actually engaging and creating a result, which I think is really what we're after. So, if you can make it twenty-four hours, awesome. I say never more than a week. If you've gone too, if your if your next action is going to take you longer than a week, depending, like honestly, depending on like the nature. Every now and then, it might take longer than that, but it, it's rare. Um, If you're really, you know, facile with this, you know, it should be less than a week. What can you do to begin learning? Because we want us in learning mode right now. Okay? Okay. So that's one type of experiment is a learning experiment. Anyone can do it. You can do it. You should get good at it. People kind of do it informally already. We're just putting structure around it because what we want to do is get people really used to the habit. Remember, this is about the habit of experimenting and that's what we want. We're not just like learning how to experiment. We're um, learning how to experiment and then we want to like create some excitement and um, a culture of experimentation. The second kind of experiment is what I call exploratory. And so in this instance, you're gonna be doing something really small and it's gonna be single factor. That's the whole point here because we're just trying to learn, we're exploring. And so when I worked in, um, in healthcare, when I worked at a children's hospital, the exploratory experiments were really small. So we would say, um, I might work with a nurse and a physician and I might say, we're gonna do one patient you know, one morning. That's it. So we're going to try one thing. And just to see like what the process would do, just to see how the patient would react, just to see um, if the physician had what they needed, just to see if, you know, we changed the form with one box, if, you know, somebody would fill it out or not, right? Like one patient, one morning. And then we would expand it. You might expand it um, incrementally in a really small way or a big way, but we might say, okay, great. Well, let's do um, one nurse, one physician, and let's do, um, you know, one hour one morning so now we're seeing you know a couple patients in an hour then we might say you know what one nurse one physician one you know one day let's see what we're doing now if we were supposed to change you know the process for one whole day and eventually what you're doing here by doing that is um is two things one is you're creating evidence you're creating evidence of what works and what doesn't so you don't have to like influence or um, try to get someone to buy in anymore because you're creating the evidence of what actually happens and two you're doing these in single factor experiments which means that you understand much more clearly Which action creates which result? And that's what I think is really powerful about this. We're not trying to sit in a conference room, come up with ideas, and try four or five different things because you don't really know which one of those things actually had the greatest impact. You're not wasting your time trying to come up with these ideas. You're not wasting more time, you know, setting up um, all the changes. You're not wasting more time trying to convince people. You're just in action, taking small, simple steps to create evidence to understand what works and what doesn't, right? That's all that it is. And once you've got enough steps in place from these exploratory experiences, experiments um because you've learned first now you're exploring now you're ready to spread and that's when you're ready for the you know predictive hypothesis which is what people are so used to right if we now combine this checklist with this kind of introduction um to this patient then it should you know reduce the time it takes to you know get this patient to um you know um Complete their exam. I'm making that up uh, on the fly. Uh, I probably should have had something prepared so I'd sound more slick. But that's the thing. That's what we're after. Is you can kind of hear like the tiers here. The first tier is learning experiment. Like, let me learn about what's actually happening so I can get clear about my problem. Second is let me try some stuff, single factor, really small, that I'm incrementally going to get a little bit bigger with to see what the process will do. What are the unintended consequences? Because you want to know what's going to happen. And then three, great what can I spread now because I've got evidence and I understand a little bit better what things what would happen Um, and let me see if I combine some of these actions together if I can actually get the result that I want which is let's say you know um, reducing the time by X or reducing the number of handoffs by Y or um, reducing the number of errors by Z or I'm running out of letters but you know what I'm saying so that's what we're after and again this isn't about just making things better because Uh, We want that because we want to work in processes that feel like um, they're not taking away or robbing from our ability to be able to make a difference and spend time in the kinds of things that make a difference. And the reason we're doing this isn't just for that. We're doing this because we're creating a culture of people who feel empowered to take on change, uh, a a culture where people feel like it is within their um, realm of um, capability to deal with constant change. And that's really what we're after. And that's why this matters so much. So um, with that, Those are three kinds of experiments. I'm going to share with you um, an experiment canvas that I use. I usually use it to teach people how to engage in experiments. Um, I do have to caveat by saying that some of us are process-oriented thinkers, and you'll take to this really quick, Um, and some of us aren't. Um, And irregardless, when you're trying to move a team, that's a different ballgame. I've worked with lots of leaders who are process-oriented, and then they're frustrated that their team isn't, because what I'm asking you to do here is, one, understand what is required of you to experiment but two especially as a leader especially as a manager it's not about how facile you are experimenting it's how facile you are at teaching others to experiment and that's the name of the game and that's why this canvas is so important i always say tools are in place at least the tools that i use tools are in place to drive habits and the only way to drive a habit is to have a tool like that that's structured that forces you to do certain let's say thinking steps because that's what an experiment is is a thinking routine forces you to have thinking steps and then um, in that in forcing you to have those steps you're going to get used to thinking a certain way but with that the tool is only only useful to the extent that you give it the frequency that it that it requires so you got to be able to like you know get after this as much as possible constantly uh, experimenting because then it just starts to open up like your new way of acting and thinking um so i've talked a bit about experimenting i think it's awesome i think there's three kinds of experiments there's a learning experiment there's an exploratory experiment and then there's your um predictive hypothesis right this is what we're used to if this then then that Um, all three tiers. The experiment always sounds like this. Um, What's the problem I'm trying to solve? First of all, Um, you know, there's usually like a target that I'm after. There's a gap that I'm trying to close. It's quantifiable. But then the actual experiment is what am I going to try? What am I going to do? Um, And what do I expect to have happen? Right. It's those two questions. And by when. So I guess three questions. What am I going to try? What am I going to do? What do I expect to have happen? And what you expect to happen might be someone's going to say something. Someone's going to do something. So it can be behavioral. It could be something's going to happen. Like um, there'll be fewer errors. It might be a metric, right? Um, but what do I expect to have happen? And by when am I going to run this experiment? That's the accountability. So I'm going to be doing this, you know, by, you know, by this afternoon. So that's really like it. That's all there there is to experimentation. Once you run the experiment, then there's two last steps, which is what, actually happened oh it turns out that they asked one question and what did i learn well you know they were able to do everything they did ask one question because um the way that i placed the box on the checklist was kind of funny so now i'm going to change where i place the box and run it again right so that's really the cycle that we're after over and over and over again Um, and that's really going to set up for you the ability to hardwire this kind of thinking in your organization so So I do have to make sure that, like, as you're hardwiring all of this, it always comes back to, you know, and I think people who um, uh, know me and know me in the continuous improvement community are going to cringe because they're like, this should have been the first thing you said. But this comes back to you being really clear about the problem. And it's always about clarity with the problem. Any experiment is about trying to um, solve problems, really. And so... um, you know, there's a whole other podcast that you listen to around how to set up problems. I'm not going to go deep into it, but I will say this, that a, a strong problem is something that you're able to have a clear gap around, right? It's quantifiable, um, you know. We have this many errors and we need to only have this many errors. It takes this much time and it only needs to take this much time. Um, we have this much work in process and we really need, you know, you know, 10 less pieces of work in process. Um, you know, I only get five smiles from my people and I need like 10 smiles, whatever it is, right? Just make sure that gap is quantifiable because it's going to make your experimentation so much better. Otherwise, you're not really experimenting. All you're doing is, um, well, all you're doing is doing, Right. And doing the work is the work is what we're used to. And transforming into improving the work is the work is what it's all about. It's what opens up the opportunity for us to get used to this idea of creating possibility, which we have the potential to do, but doesn't come naturally for us. So um, that's my tutorial for this week. That's my thought to add to the revolution for this week. Um, I hope you found it useful. I want you to download my experimentation canvas. Try it out. Feel free to DM me or email me with questions. I'd love to help you figure your way through this uh, because I'm really excited about what you can start to do in your organizations now. Got it? All right, you guys. I will talk to you next week.